This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, welcome to this next Q&A of ours. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, but I'm excited. We have some very good questions. I'm excited. I haven't seen any of these. Sometimes... When we do these videos, I think I wish every episode was just us doing Q&As. I completely agree. That would be a fun sub podcast. Because not only are we funny, but we're silly. We are. And I'm just comfortable enough with you that we can just like really riff in a yeah. way that's sometimes harder with like guests that I don't know that well or that are like professionals in the field. I love those episodes. I think they bring a lot to the table, but. That's a sub podcast. Yeah. It's Let just us, us answering it. questions. I, I, I kind of like that idea, actually. So. Okay. Let's just jump right in. Ready? Okay. First question. Be straight up. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Be straight up with me. Love this woman already. Guys following Instagram models. Red flag or no? Okay. I will say it depends on how many. There is nothing. How many? Okay. There is nothing uglier to me than when you go to a guy's following and it's all Instagram models. I completely agree with that. I think that there is. That screams porn addiction to me. I completely agree. I think that there is a difference between somebody following like a few key yes. select beautiful models that they happen to think are very pretty and somebody who like you can't scroll for more than a second without getting another Instagram model, another Instagram model, yes. another Instagram model. And also this is going to sound insane and maybe this is just a very personal thing. To me, there's a difference between a guy who follows Instagram models and by Instagram models, I mean Instagram models. I mean millions of followers, unattainable and guys following like hot girls with a thousand followers yeah that to me is not an instagram model yeah but they but they post like bikini pics exactly exactly because i'm like that's somebody that feels like that's just it's like attainable it feels more that's like sarah from a, next door yes exactly it feels like somebody you're genuinely trying to connect with or get with or whatever the case is you were hoping she'd follow you back right exactly versus like you follow like you know I don't know, Chantel Jeffries. That bitch is not following yeah. Derek from <laughs> down the block back. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, he, she's not. She puts hard eyes in his picture. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I think one of those is more of just like, she's beautiful. This is like a fantasy. You know, personally, I find that okay. I can understand when women don't though. I agree. And again, it's about how many. 
I agree. I think there's definitely like a line. But also, I we've talked about this a lot on the show. I am of the firm belief that if something makes your partner uncomfortable and it's not a big deal, just don't do it. Yeah. Even if you're like, well, I'm not doing anything. Sh- who cares? If it makes her uncomfortable for you to follow Instagram models, is it really that big of a deal for you to continue following them? I also do think that there's something so icky about a guy who will comment like hard eyes on those girls pictures okay and all yes that's another thing engaging yeah there's a difference between just like following them thinking they're cute maybe even liking the photos and comment commenting is a because also commenting is a red flag there's something about no but it's also an ick like i don't want some fucking loser that's like commenting on my you know what i mean yes it's like because i think about an inch like a a big instagram model right they have a lot of male followers who think they're beautiful they also have a lot of women followers who think that they're like you know they're like, I want to dress like them or I yes. want to do my makeup inspo. like them. It, they're inspo for them. And I, the worst thing in the world is the idea of like my partner commenting hard eyes on an Instagram model and then like a <laughs> friend of mine who follows her seeing it. It's so embarrassing. It's also just like they're not going to get anything out of it. So it's like, why are you doing it? Right, exactly. To me, it's very weird. So yeah, I think that there is a line. I think it can be a red flag. I don't think every instance of it is a red flag. Absolutely not. Because like Ryan follows Instagram models, but he doesn't, he's not icky about it. It's very obviously this kind of like, it's a a running joke in your relationship. And he does this, that funny thing where he like kisses the fight. It's like he's, it's a bit. Yes. You know what I mean? And like, it doesn't need to be that unserious for it to not be a red flag. But like, that's a good example of like Ryan being like, she's just this unattainable Instagram because model. Because it's she's also pretty. so normal to find other people attractive. Like we said on this podcast before. Yeah. And it's okay to follow. I, mean, I follow hot guys. Right, exactly. Like I have Instagram crushes too. Exactly. But when it's like, obviously your entire feed, that's weird to me. It's very weird. It's very weird. It can't be your entire feed. It can't be like attainable women in the sense that they're just like hot you know like college girls with a thousand followers yeah Yeah. it can't you cannot be engaging and it can't be your whole feed so I think that there's a balance where it is okay and then it turns into a red flag I completely agree um but I don't think it's always a red flag I can't I don't think that some girl should be seeing a guy and things are going well and then she sees that he follows you know Addison Rae and is immediately like okay um red flag bye what the fuck is this maybe maybe actually addison ray is red flag because of her age but you know (laughs) what i mean you know what i mean next question my girlfriend and i have an incredible relationship we've been together about a year and we get along great we have a great sex life and although shy at first she's opened up and gotten comfortable with me and i'm totally satisfied the other night we were out to dinner and got to talking about wild stories from our sexual past Here's where it gets tricky. She told me that when she was in college, she regularly hooked up with a married man who was 20 years older than her. The man had an entire family. I'm not saying she seemed proud of what she did, but she also brushed it off as simply an immature and wild time in her life. Am I wrong to see this as a serious character flaw? All right. So, yeah. The way that he's describing it is almost that she was just like, yeah, that was I was crazy back then. Yeah, she's <laughs> you know acting I mean? like it was a silly thing as opposed to not being a homewrecker. Exactly. Versus being like, issue. you know what? I did this. It was fucked up and I feel really bad about it. But I wanted to be honest versus yeah. being like, you want to hear a fun, crazy, wild sex yeah. story. You know what I mean? You're so right. That's different. The reaction after the fucked up thing is what really matters. Exactly. To me. Exactly. Because I understand people have their dark side. I mean, I fucking do. Like we've all done fucked up shit. Yes. 
but it's about how you react to it. And I completely agree because if this person feels okay wrecking a whole family, yeah, it's like, to me, as a person that's done this, that's a red flag for cheating. I was thinking the same thing. To me, it's like you don't respect the boundaries of relationships. You also don't take it seriously. So how can I trust that you'll respect ours? Yeah. You know? And it's very possible this person has grown out of that. Yeah. And that this person was... You know, I am a vastly different person than I was when I was 22. And yeah. there are things that I could have justified then that I would never have justified now. A million percent. And, but I can, I don't know if I would say it's a serious, The he asked, is this a serious character flaw? I don't know if I would say it's a serious character flaw. I think it could be. I don't know her yes. well enough. I think it's cause for concern. Yeah, I think I would bring it up. I'd bring it up too. I'd be like, I'm going to be honest you know, you kind of said this right with me. so casually. And I think that's what's kind of not sitting right with me. I'm not judging you for your past, but I am sort of judging you for the way that you're reacting to it now as a grown woman. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that it's one of those things that it's like, maybe you didn't have great judgment at the time, but like how you are treating it now says more about the situation. I completely agree. I think it's definitely worth another conversation. Like I said, I don't think it's a serious character flaw. I think it could be. I think That's you messy. I think you'll get the answer you need from having a conversation, to be honest. I think that you'll have a conversation and if you, you know, put it out there that you're concerned about this and she's like, "What do you mean? It's like not that big of a deal. I was in college." or like, you know, makes it very clear she doesn't really feel bad about what she did or tries to make excuses. Well, you know, they weren't sleeping together anymore. Whatever the case, yep. you'll have your answer. Yeah. Versus if she's like, oh, I kind of just like did, didn't want to like dampen the mood of dinner. I just didn't want it to be this like therapy session. I do feel bad. Um, You know, that was really messed up what I did. People, people kind of, honestly, it sucks to say, but people have to feel guilt. Yes. And if I don't see that you feel guilt, that's... That's that a is a serious. That me. is a serious character. That's a red flag flaw. to me. If you've done something to someone that you know has really is hurt wrong. them or fucked up or something that's like very obviously objectively black and white wrong, and you don't feel bad about it, that is way worse than actually doing the wrong I thing. I agree. So, I think it's worth another conversation, and this is one of those situations that is rare. But I believe that you will have one conversation about this, and you'll get all the answers yep. you need. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Next question. Next question. I recently broke up with my boyfriend of three years. There were a lot of reasons, but we don't have to get into it. He was completely devastated, which I empathized with, and we had a lot of emotional talks afterwards. It's been a month, and I thought things were okay. But about a week ago, he randomly texted me with an extremely extensive list of everything he has ever given to me or possibly left at my apartment and demanded it back immediately. I'm talking Valentine's Day gifts from our first year together. My friends think I should ignore it and block him. I'm very confused on how to navigate this. That is a, it's an intense man. This man is That's a water for, sign man if I ever. for blood. I could tell you, I know very little about astrology. You know, I know it kind of from a pop yes. culture reference. I could tell you without a shadow of a doubt, this is a water sign man. This guy is a bruised water. <laughs> Absolutely. 
That's fucking crazy. It is. I will say we've talked about this on the show, but it's so funny how this is such a recurring pattern. In my experience in heterosexual relationships, women feel it all immediately. Yep. Men it takes like a month. Yeah, it takes men, like a month, sometimes even longer. It, I, I'm sure there's a science behind how men process things differently than women. Like, yes. I'm sure there's a thing. Yes. But to the level that this man is processing it, where he feels anger, he's not even sad anymore. He's yeah, like, he's, 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 he's like, in the anger you. phase. I want my shit back. Yes, absolutely. But not that this is a legal podcast. Isn't there a thing that once you gift something to somebody, it's theirs? He has no legal right yeah. to what he's doing. If he tried to take this through a lawyer, that would be batshit insane. What's the fucking gift tax? It, this is this is this is very obviously his anger stage of grief. I would I would block him and never speak to the man again. I actually very much agree with your friends. I if you really want to, you know, if you really really still, you can send him a message that says what the fuck is wrong with you, but don't do that. <laughs> if you really care about this person and you kind of want to try to, you know empathize empathize and maybe try to like snap some some sense into them i don't think it would be the worst advice for me to say maybe it wouldn't be you know a bad idea to text them and say look i know you're upset i don't know if something has triggered you recently or where this is coming from half of this stuff you know i don't have anymore or i'm not even sure what you're referencing three years worth of gifts yeah this feels very much like you trying to get a rise out of me or you know, you're trying something. to make me feel what you feel. Exactly. And that's not okay. No. And I'm sorry that this didn't work out and I love you, but I think that you need to sit with why you're asking me this. I would send him a picture of me with all the gifts. <laughs> with another man in the background. <laughs> um, this is, yeah, this is very obviously him, him acting from a place I, of anger. I think your friends are so on the nose with this. I, I, yeah, I will say you don't have to do that. You do not have to be you the bigger person in this situation. You do not owe him anything. If you want to, you can. Yeah, if but, you care about that yeah. friendship after. Yes. If, but you are well within your rights to block this man. Yeah, because this guy's not really respecting you at this moment either. And I know that he's processing shit, but like, I don't know. I think it's kind of a red flag to me when somebody processes things in a very extreme way. Yes. And yes. I don't know if I want that in a friendship after dating either. Yeah. And I feel like I've been, I have never done this, but I think that I've processed things in an extreme way where I've maybe thought about doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you have but to have the emotional capacity to be like, I can't do that. Yeah. I completely agree. And move on from the thought. Those thoughts are so normal, but if you fucking act on it. He acted on an intrusive thought. He very much he actually on, did. He very much acted on an intrusive thought. That's, that's the yucky. kind of intrusive thought you get when somebody breaks your heart where you're like, okay, should I let, light their car on fire? Should I have sex with their dad? You know what I mean? It's like you what, think of these ridiculous things. What's your worst intrusive thought? Mine's running my cart. I actually do think about that one. Um, it's probably so bad that I wouldn't even say it on the show. What's your, what's your one that's not as bad? <laughs> Uh, my one that's not as bad is <laughs> they're so evil. It's not even funny. Two, two, one. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to cut this out. But I have oftentimes during our worst moments with Kellen thought about. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like <laughs> burning my house. <laughs> 
that that is an intrusive thought absolutely i would never he couldn't do anything except maybe like you know murder me i don't yeah kill you or something for me to actually do that but i completely yes silly goofy thought it's a little it's intrusive for a reason what are you gonna do yeah i think blocking this man um is probably the the easiest route and a route that it's it's not often that i think the easiest route is the best or smartest this case it is it is the easiest it's the smartest honestly protect your peace yeah absolutely this man is gonna try to get a rise out of you once again if you interact i think you know i was just about to say i almost want to go back on my advice because i do worry that yeah. he, you are almost feeding into what he wants yeah he wants a reaction yeah exactly um good luck good, good luck. luck good luck girly pop <laughs> um next question my girlfriend gets insecure when she's on her period or isn't completely perfectly shaved down there this is to the point where we have sex a lot less than i would like because if there's any in-between time before wax or even the slightest bit of period, we will not engage at all. I genuinely do not care about these things. Bush has never bothered me, King. And I'm a grown <laughs> man, so periods don't either. I, of course, want her to be comfortable, but I would also like to have sex more often and for her to be more comfortable with me. Any advice? This makes me so sad for her because she's so falling into societal expectations yeah. and like... She's so worried about how she's being perceived. And that makes me sad. It does. It makes me sad, too. There's a side of me that's like, well, maybe that's when she's most comfortable, right? And it's like, I get that. Like, I... But why? I have a really hard time having sex with Kellen if I haven't showered that day. Like, sometimes if I have a really busy day of, like, work from home, I'll just get right into it, right? And then I'll be like, I'll do a night shower. And before I get to my night shower, Kellen will make a move. And it's like, that's not happening. I'm just not doing that. I just feel very uncomfortable. Um, But... This sounds like I'm thinking about it from a woman's perspective and I'm thinking of like period all the way to the end to the point where you're like maybe using a liner is like for some people eight, nine days, right? And then your hair starts growing back like four days after a wax. Like I get what he means by like this is genuinely affecting the amount of sex they're having. Like that's a very small amount of time where you're like, cool, I'm sexy enough to have sex. But also, I will say, because I'm learning a lot about hormones lately, not all women have increased sex drive during their period. Yeah. Maybe she, maybe she doesn't feel comfortable saying it. Yeah, maybe she just doesn't want to have sex during her period. That's totally fine. The period one is less worrying to me than the wax one. Yes, yes. Especially because I don't want to be that. Wait, wait, is he saying she's on her period, but is also not like... No, like they're two different things. Oh, like she got won't it. have sex on her period, and she won't have sex if she has any hair. Got it. So I think if I'm like doing the math in my head, that gives them like maybe seven days a month to have sex. You know what I mean? Like, what if she just doesn't want to have sex with them. <laughs> we're not even gonna get into that. <laughs> we cannot even this open like a the lot can of excuses. Of worms. Yes, yes. Okay, um, okay. I. You're so right. I have been. It's been a very long time. But when I was like in high school and like early college days, I was definitely not having sex with a guy with hair down there. I wasn't. No. I have had, I have used his razor in the bathroom over the toilet. Yeah. Looking like a gargoyle, shaving it with his awful yeah. razor. I and I would rather older. do that than have had sex with him with a little bit of stubble. Yep. I agree. I so agree. I've been there. It's been a very long time, but I've been there. Yeah, we don't know her age. Because exactly. Because I've been there too. And I do think this is one of those things that she's going to have to learn for herself. 
a man could not have convinced me. It yeah. just took years of me getting comfortable with myself and confident. And I don't want to be that person, but I'm going to be that person for a second. This is so dangerous for women because it feeds into the idea that you are only sexy when you're young, which is fucked up on a lot of very dark levels that I will not get into on this podcast, but it is very fucked up. And there is this idea behind being completely shaved and that being the only way that you're sexually attractive. That is so, so incredibly Like there's something gross about up. hair. There, which in turn means there's something growth about, gross about womanhood, about being older. And that is so fucked up. And I which think- Which might be about the period too, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've, we all let that sleep into our minds, this idea of like youth being beauty and those two things, like, you know what I mean? Being mutually exclusive. But I think she's going to have to figure this out for herself. I had to figure it out for myself. You know, what's interesting that in like the sixties, like a full bush was like sought out. Yeah, absolutely. So I wonder what the change was. I know when, when like perfectly pristine pristine vaginas i don't know but it's um also i think that a lot of women have a very bad relationship with body hair i used to shave my arms i did too and now i'm just like i'm hispanic i don't fucking care if i have body hair but when i was younger there was not a hair on me yeah yeah i was a naked mole rat yeah yeah and mustache now, down mustache, mustache down. to toes yes were shaved I hairless um one thing I will say, because this is, you know, we're getting a lot into it, but there's not a lot of advice here. And there's not a lot of advice to give because like I said, I think this is something she's going to have to her figure journey. out for herself. But I will say one thing that helped me a lot is words of affirmation. Mm. And let's say you're in a situation where she's in between waxes and there's a little hair and she's changing in front of you or something. Being like, I don't know why, it's kind of sexy yeah, you know hyping, what I mean? Hyping her up. Hyping it up in a way where you're, you're not being so obvious yeah. that it's because you want to have sex. Like, don't even make a move. Just say it and then walk away. Just be like, I don't know why, but it's kind of sexy when you're like in between waxes. That's so true. I would say to it's him- like planting seeds. Yeah. He needs to plant more seeds. I don't know if he does, but he needs to plant more seeds because like, if you are only giving words of affirmation for complimenting when you want to have sex or you're horny, yeah, that also sets a bad ground- for what she thinks she deserves. Yeah. And also women see right through that. It's cheap. Yep. It's shallow. There's nothing sexier. We just had a friend who's recently single. Yep. And he was like, did I not do enough? I like hit on this girl by like essentially just saying like, she looked pretty and I hope I see her again. And then I walked away. And we were yep. like, that is the hottest thing in the entire That's world. That's a man written by a woman. Yes, absolutely. Is a compliment without wanting anything in return. It's, yeah. it's so sexy. That is so true. And so I think even doing that with your partner is so important. And I think in this case, it's like, it's going to stick with her. All comments our partners make about our physical appearance stick with us, good yeah. or bad. And I think little things like that, um, you know, eventually, hopefully one day, they'll kind of start to stick and she'll be like, oh, like maybe this isn't as like detrimental to my sexiness as I thought it was. Yeah, hype her up. It's her own journey, but what you can do is hype her up. Yeah. The period one, I more understand. There's prop there might not be a lot you can do in that situation. Not only is it possible she has a low sex drive, we also just feel icky. You know? I feel it's mad like icky on my period. And cramps are a thing and like you're bloated. You know, hormones. Sometimes you're in a bad mood. It's just like there's a possibility that she's just never going to be down for that and that's okay. Respect to you for being cool with it, but like 
Sometimes it's just, that's totally just an us thing. <laughs> Next question. My husband has an ex-girlfriend he is still civil slash friendly with. She lives in a different state and they will randomly text maybe once or twice a year. My husband is super trustworthy, so this is not a relationship that I feel uncomfortable with. It was also years and years ago. Here's my dilemma. The last time she texted him, she used language such as miss you, exclamation point, thinking of you, or hope to see you next time you're in town. She's from his hometown. He and I agree that we don't think she meant anything disrespectful with these texts, but we did get in an argument over language used with someone like an ex, even when it doesn't mean anything. He says context is important. She didn't mean anything by it. She respects the relationship. Therefore, it's not a big deal. I disagree and wouldn't speak to a married ex like that, even if we were friendly and I had no ill intentions. What are your thoughts? I have thoughts. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I completely agree. With who? With the wife. Okay. I do. And I am a big believer. Does it depend on? Okay. So I would never say thinking of you, but I do say miss you to my friends. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like I think miss you exclamation point does not feel disrespectful to me. Yeah. That does not feel like language that like needs or to have I a boundary check. Or I miss you check. feels bad. Yeah. I miss you. There's no. a difference. There's yeah. a difference. We hate we hate to say it. We hate to like, you know, harp on these little things. But there's such a difference. At the end of the day, people are always like, oh, it's a text and we just going to shoot. Assuming we're all, you know, either millennials or like Gen Z, we understand the implications of text. We understand the implications yes. of emojis. We understand the implications people of an exclamation say, point. They matter. Say, it doesn't matter. What? Exclamation points matter. I miss you is so different than miss you. Yeah. I miss you period from an ex is so different that's than hard yeah. miss you exclamation hope to see you next time you're in town maybe we can catch up listen there is a possibility that there's a world in which both of those things mean the same thing and they're both th saying I want to fuck you that's not I my world fuck your wife but I do think that they are taken different ways and I think that it's okay for you to be uncomfortable with language even with the context that the person is doesn't mean anything by it. It also depends on how your partner is replying. Absolutely. But if we're just talking language here, should she be uncomfortable with the language used, even under the context that they barely speak and that it doesn't mean anything? My answer is, I think it's totally fine to feel uncomfortable with that. I, and again, I feel like I, I'm friends with exes. Yeah. I am so friends with some exes that I have had them on the show. Yep. That they are friends with Kellen. It is so friendly. It is so kosher, those relationships. Yep. Even those relationships, I'm hyper aware of how I'm speaking to them. Oh, for sure. And I'm hyper aware of how they're speaking to me. Yep. And if I ever had even the slightest inclination that a text could be read, even, the, even with context that it didn't mean anything, and it might you know, strike even the smallest nerve of my partner. Like if my partner was reading this, they would be uncomfortable. I'm shutting that shit down. I'm shutting that shit down so quick. And I think it's okay. Language is important even how come, with context. How come the word I is so important? Like I love you means more to me than love you. We get into this all the time. Yes. Where I, I'll say, say I love you instead of love you. I don't know what it is. I miss you, miss you. I couldn't tell you exactly it personifies it why it makes it yeah maybe that's it but 
I know how th- I know how the difference feels when I'm reading one or the yep. other. And that's enough. That's enough. I also don't believe that people don't realize what they're texting. That's fair. I don't believe that. I think that if you are in your 20s, 30s, whatever, I don't really know about 40s, you know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't I don't buy that. You think that think, you think that his ex knows what she's doing. I think if a, somebody wrote to my partner and was like I've been thinking about you. Think again. Yeah. Think again. Think again. Think again. I agree. And it's one of those things that like, even if, let's say they are, they don't realize, right? Is that the kind of person you want around that is yeah. using language that is making you uncomfortable and they don't even realize they're doing it? Yeah. Um, that, that well, this is a strong word, but that ignorance is almost just as alarming to me. It's like, okay, well then if you don't even understand these very, very obvious like boundaries and this boundary language you should be using with partners who are married or couples, especially when there's already the weight of you being an ex, you're maybe not emotionally mature enough that I want, that I think that you should be in our lives. Yeah, I think for me, if somebody wrote to my partner was like, miss you, like when are you in town next? Would love to like grab a coffee. I wouldn't care, but it also depends on the ex and it also depends on, if I saw the text and I felt funny about it. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with my partner going to get coffee with an ex-girlfriend who's just in town. I do think something's wrong with if they're not showing me the text. That's true. Based on like how it's said. That's true. And also the eyes. I'm going to be honest. The eyes mean a lot to me. The eyes mean a lot. Yeah, I think what I'm trying to say is what I think we're on the same page on is language is important. Yep. Even with the context that it's been years, even with the context that they only talk once every two years, yep. even with the context that like they might not meet anything. Maybe they have a how partner you say, too. How you say things is How important. you say things is important. And Especially if another person is attached to you. I just, I consider those things when I'm texting someone. If I'm friends with an ex and they have a partner, I'm very aware of how I'm texting them. I am. And it's not, doesn't mean that I'm like, that doesn't mean that I'm like secretly in love with them or anything. At the end of the day, there is weight in an ex. And that doesn't mean you can't be friends with them, but you just have to navigate about, it differently. How about heart emojis? In in what world are you using a heart emoji? Like, I might use a heart emoji. You. Absolutely not. <laughs> the only time I would say I'd be cool with a heart emoji is like maybe at the end of like a happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday exclamation heart. Yeah. I, I'm cool with that. To keep, it, to, <clears throat> to keep it super light, I'll send the hand one. Yes. That's a good idea. I don't send the fucking red. No way. No. You know how much I love you based on what, what kind of heart? Yeah, which kind of heart? I get emoji. red hearts. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, I do think language matters. I can, I will say I can see why. I, I shouldn't say I can see. Yeah, I will say it. I can see why your husband doesn't. I can see the through line. I don't agree with it, but I can see why someone would be like, well, if it doesn't, especially hetero men, why, if, it, if they don't mean anything by it, why does it matter? You know what I mean? They're very like, they kind of like t- take context no. so important. No, I have something to say okay. about hetero men. I think they're playing us. I don't, I don't buy this shtick that a man isn't smart enough to see certain things, but can run a country, but can fucking change, like get the stocks up, bro, and fucking run a, run a company and They're shit. bimbo-fying their emotions. They're bimbo-fying their emotions because they know that you care. So if they say, yeah, I see that, they're going to be like, 
all right, we're, I guess we're fighting now. Yeah, this is another boundary I, I have to put now. This is another thing I have to think about. I don't buy it, to be honest. How yeah. come you're dumb in some situations, but you know how to fucking do this, 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 this? You're not wrong. Listen, as a bimbo, as somebody that loves to take out her bimboness when it yeah. is good for me or works for me, I don't buy it. I respect that. I respect that. And I do think there's something to be said about about someone not wanting to admit I think men are smarter than they Because on. they like... Then they're like, okay, well, what's next? Do I have to cut off this friendship? They just don't even want to... Even if the friendship isn't important to them, they just don't want to have to deal with it a Because lot of it wasn't their choice. Yeah. It's your partner's choice. You have a right to be... I don't know if you have a right to be angry is a strong word. You have a right to be uncomfortable and you have a right to voice that and you yeah. have a right to push for your husband to respect your comfortability. I don't think it should be a screaming fight. Right. But I think that Does you need to block to this person. No. Yeah. Should he maybe not respond or say, yeah, sh- cool. I'll should let he, you know. Should he maybe think twice next time? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Next question. We're so good at this. We really are. <laughs> this is the last question of the episode, by the way. Um, I kind of want to explore kink and spicing up my sex life and opening up myself up to new fun sexual things. The problem is I'm traditionally vanilla and I have literally no idea where to start. Honestly, I feel this. Yes, actually, this makes a lot of sense for you. Yeah. Um, I think, first of all, this is exciting. This is a good thing. Yep. This is not a scary thing or a bad thing. This is cool. That Pretend you, I wrote that. Yeah, I think it's very cool and exciting that you have decided you want to try trying something new anytime for any reason in any situation sexual or not is fun and exciting and it's the first step like it's the first step and I always say this in situations like this this feeling you have right now this is the scariest it's gonna feel and this is the for lack of a better word this is the dumbest you're gonna feel yeah every moment from this point on you are only gonna get more knowledgeable and less scared and more confident. This is the the hardest it's going to be is right now. Does this person have a partner? I don't know. I'm not sure. What advice would you give to somebody that has a partner and who doesn't have a partner? Because I think that those are two very different people. Yeah. I think, um, I guess I'll go partnered first and I'll say easiest, most low hanging fruit answer is bondage. Yeah. Bondage is a really, really, really fun entry into BDSM. Um, without having to get super into, you know, hard limits and aftercare and, you know, serious, really, really discussed boundaries. It's, it's beginner like, friendly. That stuff is important, but it's beginner friendly. Using a tie, you know, using handcuffs from your local sex shop is seems really, really like simple, but that is technically an aspect of kink. It's a very easy way to get into it. Also, I think that as somebody that's, you know, delving into this now. I think it is a fun little date to go to the sex shop together. Absolutely. And to pick things out. Absolutely. Together. Completely. Um, spanking. Spanking is one of those things that seems really normal because of like porn and, and media, but like there are people who have gone their whole lives without being spanked. Yeah, you're so right. Spanking, using a spatula, using a wooden yeah. spoon. These are things that seem really, really low level, but if you are ultra vanilla, it's a fun way to kind of see, do I like pain? A little bit of pain. Lightly choking. Do I like the feeling of not being able to get out of these? Yeah. Do I like the feeling of being restricted? It's a good way to kind of figure out, navigate feelings. I think it's also about baby steps because you don't want to go super like from one end of very vanilla to like an extreme because then you'll maybe freak yourself out. I agree. And it just won't. Start slow. With with anything new. Start slow. Uh, For somebody who's single. Yeah. 
there are in person, but especially online, a plethora of kink beginner classes, of sex positive classes. I see them. I, you know, we live in LA, very sex positive. But I pass sex stores all the time. Next week, uh, after hours, we're doing a blowjob workshop. Oh, I love that. You know that. what I mean? Things like that. There are, and if you can't find them, if you're in a smaller town, they exist online. You know, I think that classes are really helpful and very low. Yeah. You know, there's a low barrier to entry. You don't have to worry. You don't have to, you're not also, naked. You're with, you're with people that also are like you. Exactly. They wouldn't be in that class if they yeah. weren't new. So definitely explore local sex positive classes. A lot of times, this is a little bit, higher but a lot of times even dungeons have beginner playrooms um where they understand that you are new to this and they take it a little easy on you um so you know that's a little bit scarier if if the word dungeon is even already kind of bringing up a feeling for you maybe take a class but there are a lot of times places most dungeons that are run professionally are very aware of somebody who's new to kink and they want to make you as comfortable as possible because they want you to enjoy your experience yep um google's your best friend here exactly Maybe there's a group on for a dungeon. Uh, another good one, I think, and I think this can go toward um, people who are partnered or people who are just having casual sex, even just dominating for the first time if you've never done that. Yeah. And that goes for, you know, men and women and anybody else on the spectrum. Um you know, telling your partner with words what you want them to do, yeah. what position you want to do next. Um, you know, say, riding your partner, being on top for a lot of women is terrifying. Yeah. That even transcends mm. vanilla sex. Um, just practicing like dominance and how that feels for you. And practicing your confidence within your own body and what you like as Absolutely. well. Like it's, you don't even have to see it as like something with your, I'm speaking as somebody with a partner, see it as something with your partner. Just focusing on like, what do I want out of this experience? Absolutely. And how do I share that with this person? Yeah. So yeah, practicing like very simple ways of dominance and submission, being tied up, uh, telling your partner what you want to do, being on top, you know, being at the bottom, whatever the case is, just kind of like exploring these little things. And then my last thing is, what did I do? Oh yeah. Another very like kind of obvious aspect of kink other than like BDSM is voyeurism, right? Yep. And there are ways to kind of like practice if you like that that are very simple. A good example is like cam sites Mm. because you're not being shown, but you are watching a live person. That's an aspect of voyeurism. And there are couples and there are, you know, people who are just masturbating. There's all different types of cam websites that you can go on and kind of see, uh, do I like watching this? You know what I mean? Am I enjoying this? That's an aspect of voyeurism. Even if you're partnered, uh, watching your partner masturbate or having them watch you masturbate. You have to try things to see if you even like them. Yeah, exactly. But that's an aspect of voyeurism is even just masturbating in front of your partner. How does that feel? Car sex is another really good example. There are a lot of aspects of kink that I think people don't realize are aspects of kink that because are not we, that because scary. Because we think they're so... Exactly. Up here. Exactly. I talked about this on my last episode um, about how vanilla sex is kind of looked down upon now and kink has been become so popular with like, you know, movies and TV shows, Fifty Shades of Grey, which is ridiculous. But it's like, it's made us think that you're either, you know, you're vanilla if you're doing all of this stuff and then you're kinky if you're like, in a torture chamber yeah. with your arms and legs tied yeah. up being like so zapped in balls. It's so extreme. When in reality, there's a very low barrier entry to kink and it involves spanking and it involves 
dominating your partner and it involves being tied up and it involves voyeurism. These very kind of like easier things um, that are kind of like I think for somebody who's very new, it's like you can wrap your head around those things. Yeah. So that's that's what I, that's that on that. I love that. That was so informative. Thank you. This was a great episode. That was so good. A big, uh, a wide variety of questions. And that's what we love. We love variety over here. We love variety. That was that good for you. <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give it a like. If you're on YouTube, give it a good rating. It really helps me out. Um, and we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.